So in our first bit of follow-up today, um, we're going to basically finish last week's episode. Uh, we, uh, we sort of forgot to discuss something. That's what happens when you don't put something in the show outline. It doesn't get talked about. And then here we are having to play catch-up for last week's episode. Yep. <laughs> so, dear listener, if you remember last time, we talked about the magical, mysterious, Uruguayan, Brazilian extravaganza that is Barão Export. Um, and then there was this whole thing that I wanted to talk about that I intended on talking about with, with Clark over here. Uh, and then it just didn't happen. I don't know why. But um, we're going to talk <laughs> about it now. Um, and that is the the whole thing how Barão Export is a Uruguayan-style Sherba. But... Um, they don't really sell it in Uruguay. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I think I think we did kind of mention this that um, I'm pretty sure it's mostly produced for either expats like Uruguayans who live in you know Rio Grande do Sul or you know other places in Brazil because they do you know ship it around to Brazil. I saw it. I saw it up north. Well, not north, but São Paulo, which is north of Rio Grande do Sul. Anyway, I digress. What was I talking about? Oh yeah, uh, expats. <laughs> I lost myself there real quickly. Um, and I do know they do sell it a little bit, like, on the border. Like, if you live in Uruguay, on the border of Brazil, you can find it. I know this because I have a friend that was born in Rio Grande do Sul, um, but grew up in Uruguay, um, because the city that he lives in um, is, like, right on the border. Uh, and I was telling the story to someone online, and I completely got it all mixed up, and I told him all the wrong city names. I told him the kid was from, like, Uruguayana and grew up in, like, some city that ended up actually being, like, Argentina. Um, that's what happens when you just pull up a map real quick and then you try to find um, the cities that you think are in the right places. And then you zoom out and you're like, oh, oops, that's uh, it's the border of Argentina, not Uruguay. Um, and I, <laughs> off the top of my head, I don't actually remember what city he's from. I just know it is a city that is on the border of Rio Grande do Sul, Rio Grande do Sul, Brazil, and Uruguay. Um, so he grew up kind of on that weird cultural divide because his city literally was on the border. Um, and he's the one that kind of told me that, yeah, like he, he knew about this button export that he could get in Uruguay that was Brazilian and Uruguayan and all that stuff. And we talked about the packaging and how it's half in Portuguese, half in Spanish. That's kind of sort of poorly translated. Um, and yeah, so... I have talked to people, I've talked to Uruguayans that I know, I have heard from people who have been to Uruguay, and they have never seen Barão Export. So that is kind of where I draw my my uh, conclusions, that it's pretty much only sold on the border. Um, perhaps somewhere in a back street in Montevideo, you could probably find it, maybe, but it's really not something that you're going to find um, in Uruguay. And in fact, I actually went and I checked, um, I got in, in not, I, I mean, I didn't really get in contact, but I, I checked the stockings of, a uh, five supermarkets in the greater Montevideo area. And none of them carried, um, bottom export. They carried many different kinds of Sherpa, all of which I would have, you know, naturally expected to be there. Canarias, La Selva, Cabral, um uh what's that other one called um del salvador, del salvador. all of the all of the usual suspects no but on export so i really all do right. believe that it does not make it much further into uruguay than the border 
makes it further into the United States than into <laughs> Uruguay. <laughs> that in, in a weird, ironic twist. I mean, yeah, I mean, it makes it further into Europe than it does into Uruguay, too. Yeah. So that's all what we wanted to mention. That's that to me. That's kind of the interesting thing about bottom export. They they call it export, but it doesn't really get exported much. I think it, most of it's sold within Brazil. I don't have any numbers to to back up that claim, but that's just what I assume because I it doesn't really seem. I mean, it does come to the United States and it does get sold in Europe, but it doesn't seem that popular because I mean, people who are drinking Uruguayan seem to already have you know their tastes yeah, they usually like canarias or yeah you know but export is, is never the the first one they try i don't think i mean never say never right but you know it's, it's not the one that people are trying first um it's something that usually people pick up after they've been drinking uruguayan mate for a while and they want to try something else um so i don't think it's really that popular anywhere but i like it i think it's really kind of refreshing to drink after you've been drinking canarias for a long time you want to switch it up get something a little more a little less overbearing <laughs> um and uh jovi friend of the show i think he said that um he was he was pretty sure that it's not as heavily smoked as other comparable uruguayan sherbas that's or like it's like unsmoked it's like not smoked well i think he said that like during like part of the process like during the uh like the sapeco, yeah. During the the um, <laughs> for lack of a better term, the crunching phase of the production, when okay. they actually you know mash it up and crunch it and smush it and shred it, um, it it's not really shredding because they really do just kind of smack just it, smash it. Yeah, they it's they get it gets smashed during that process. Um, that's the sap. That's is that the sapeco? No, sapeco. Sapeco is when, when they like pass it over. Is the when fire they pass it over to, the fire. It's the to, it's the it's the. Uh, con- uh, I I'm it's sape sape chala or hold on, uh, hold on, um, oh this is bad. So the word I was trying to remember was the word in Spanish, which is el canchado. Oh. Um. Okay. Yeah. Um. I don't know what it is. I can't remember what it is in Portuguese. Um. Cause the wait is it the the sopecar? That sound wait is sope is sope. El sopeco, usopeco. Oh my gosh, this is the problem because all the the Spanish and the Portuguese words are all very similar to in this part. Anyway, for the for lack of a better term, the the canchado, um, that's the in Spanish when they it gets smushed into you know smithereens. Um, I think he said that part of the process it's in contact with smoke. Or maybe it is, or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe the canchao, it's not in the process of smoke, like they. Whereas other Uruguayan ones, there's smoke in the air when they do that, but it gets during the sapeco, um, or el sapecado, rather in Spanish, when they actually flash dry it, the and it gets in contact with smoke, or something like that. I don't know. Well, like other other brands do, but but Barão Export doesn't because. Barão's herb is like unsmoked. Like they don't, they don't do any, they don't let any smoke exposure to the herb during the the actual drying process. And mm-hmm. so they use the same process for the Barão export. Yeah. So, yeah. So that they yeah with Barão Premium, it's it's fairly limited in how much smoke actually touches the erva. Um, it's only in like one very very specific part 
where smoke is allowed to, but they're really careful about not letting smoke touch it very much. Um, just double checking my notes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, so yeah. It's the sapeku is when yeah. So that 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 gets smoke exposure when you know it gets dried real quick. But then when it's when it's you know, aged or whatever, because you know butong export actually is aged. Yeah. Unlike the normal butong products, they age it without any exposure to smoke. Um, they dry it without any exposure to smoke, other than that initial flash, and they don't. And it's not. It doesn't come into contact with smoke when it's crunched up. But I guess Canarias or other sherbas typically undergo more smoke contact. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> in summary, butong export, it touches smoke when it gets dried out very, very quickly in the beginning and then doesn't touch smoke again. And it's that kind of results in a more mild flavor. That's why it's, it's more smooth than other Uruguayan blends that may come in contact with more smoke okay yeah <laughs> we <laughs> really was a doozy we really botched that one <laughs> um but yeah, it is what it is we got there in the end okay um is that is that all we have to say on butto export here on our uh, second try <laughs> yeah yeah i think we think we covered it okay um so we'll go on to our main event today which is um a paraguayan Jerba by the name of Selecta. It's a pretty common, widely available Jerba, Paraguaya, Paraguaya, excuse me. Um, <laughs> and we're going to be drinking some of it. And I have a jug full of ice, and you get to hear the lovely ice go. Oh, it's actually pretty silent. I think I packed it so tight that uh, they're not rattling around there. A little bit. You're hearing a little bit of that. Not as bad. It'll get worse, I'm sure. <laughs> so, Clark, why don't you read the package and tell us where it comes from? Yes, yes, I can do that. Um, so, this herb comes from Bella Vista, Itapua, in Paraguay. Um, What part of do you know what part of Paraguay that's that's in? I want to say that's northern Paraguay. Um, I mean, like, but I can like I can look it up real quick. <laughs> all right. I looked it up and I've forgotten actually. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's the. Uh, it's really. Uh, if this is where it is. Um, Yeah, it seems to be like really, really north, like, like on the border of Brazil. Um, actually, so I mean, it's like north, but like the middle north, if if that makes sense, because Paraguay is sort of shaped like a dinosaur laying on its back. Um, and Beja Vista, as far as I can tell, is right where the the, the arms of the dinosaur would be. Um, but let me check a, another source. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where you, where the arms would. Are you seeing it though? There's like the head and then the tail. Like the head at the top. Yeah, the head is like up at the top left. Oh, hold on. Nope, nope, nope. I was so wrong. I was very wrong. Okay. Oh, you know why? I'm looking at Bella Vista. 
Bella Vista is a city right on the edge of the border. I take that back. Because, yeah, because I was, I was going to say that that, se- that se- seemed weird to me because I know the Itapua region, district, whatever, of Paraguay is way south. And I'm looking at it now, um, and I have typed it incorrectly because I, uh, I guess I typed it in wrong. And, yes, Beja Vista is <laughs> where um, where the, the base of the tail would be if Paraguay was a dinosaur laying down on its back. Um, so very much south that w- it, it is actually on the border. It's just on the border of Rio Grande do Sul or no, hang on. No, just uh, Argentina, right? Um, yeah, just kidding. Argentina sw- swoops in there. There's a little bit of, of Argentina. Yeah. These borders are really, really weird, man. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so just kidding. So yeah, it is on the border of Argentina. Um, but in the direction of Rio Grande do Sul. Um, okay. Yeah. Is that, is that Corrientes? That, that part of Argentina that sticks up like a little horn? Yes. Is that Corrientes? No. I know Corrientes is to the, is the city Corrientes is to the west of that, but I don't know specifically what region, like the region that like, like Iwasu is in for Argentina on the Argentina side. Um, because um, Iwasu is like where Paraná, Paraguay, and Argentina all, you know, intersect basically. Um, and then, but Beja Vista is south of that. Uh, Google it. Just Google it. Google it. You Google, can figure it out yourself. Yeah, you can look at the map. I, I'm not very good at geography um, as <laughs> I've frequently, even though I have been to Brazil, you know, a Brazilian times. I still mix up <laughs> what's Brazil and Argentina on the map. Not actually. I'm just joking. But when, when you're zoomed in real close and you can't see the the lines, it's hard to tell what's what. Yeah, um, Google Maps, they, they they don't do a good job with making, like, the borders really yeah. obvious. Anyway, so, yeah. So, so it, Beja Vista, Southern Paraguay. I know I said Northern Paraguay, but now I'm it's, it's actually Southern Paraguay. Please do not email me. Um, <laughs> uh, and what's, okay, so, yeah, Paraguay. So yeah, that's, 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 that's where they make, or at least where they produce this. Is that where they Jerba. produce it? Or maybe that's just or where they're off. where they package it. That I think that's just where it may be not even packaging. That just may be where their office building is. Yeah, probably. To be honest, I I'm, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, when it comes to mate companies, it's it's hard to know yeah, if all like, bets are off. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, at the long story short, it's from Paraguay. Okay. All right. Sorry. That's what we got. It's from Paraguay. Um, what about the cut, Clark? <laughs> Why don't you take a look here at the cut and tell me what you see? Let me take a look. See, uh, a lot of Palos actually. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's like, a lot of pretty like good size ones. A lot of medium size. A lot of small size. Like got a good variety of Palos. It's a pretty uh, sticky cut. <laughs> like sticks, not like sticky like uh. Not like honey. Yeah, but like sticks, like sticky like sticks. Yeah, got some, um, I don't know, like medium-sized, like, yeah, some pretty good-sized leaves in here. Yeah, medium-sized, a uh, little, like, pulverized bits. Um, some brownish leaves, some greenish leaves. Yeah, if, uh, if, you, if you had to say what the overall color tone of the jerba was, what would you say? It's like a brownish green. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's a, pretty mixed. 
it's if if you compare it to like a pajarito or a la rubia, I would say the color of the yerba is much darker. It, it's overall much more of a brown than like a, a light green. Or yeah, yellow. it's like a pretty like hefty like solid dark green to brown. Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah, I was surprised by the amount of stick. Huh. Yeah, it's got a it's got a good quantity of stick. Um, it's it's interesting because it's like got a good quantity of like really small leaves too. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's just a. It's kind of a more messy cut, honestly. To be honest, it's it's pretty messy. Yeah, it's pretty all over the place and pretty and rustic. There's not like, I mean, there's some polvo, but I didn't see a whole lot of polvo. Um, it, I mean, it, maybe it, it's just it is, at the bottom. And I just can't see it. Yeah, it's 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 it is pretty heavy on the polvo. Um, I don't know if you uh, you saw when I was making our terere. Um, I was not. Oh, a, 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 quite a big cloud uh, appeared <laughs> while I was pouring from the uh, can. Okay. So I I would say it's not the most powder heavy Paraguayan yerba, but it, it's got a it's, it's got, got enough. It's got okay. a good amount. It's not like Argentine bare bones, very little powder. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that's the cut. Um. Clark, I'm gonna pour you a little a little a little zip here. Can you tell me about the flavor? All right. We're drinking it out of a, a very, very traditional um, drinking vessel, my uh, stainless steel Yeti cup. Yeah. <laughs> just the stainless, stainless steel double-walled cup. I really like it um, for because it keeps – it's so good at insulation. Like, I can make that in it, and, like, I can put a couple ice cubes in there, and the ice cubes just don't melt. They just stay cold forever. Now Clark is drinking and he's he's savoring. He's saboreando. Saboreando su sabor. <laughs> El paladar de la yerba. And other languages. Um, so what do you think, Clark? Mm. It's been a little while since I've had it, so it's... Uh, um. really like like a smokyish bitter yeah bitter flavor to it um the one word that comes to my mind and i mean this in a good way um but the word that comes to my mind is burnt yeah like if yeah, you are yeah. if, if you're a fan of like burnt sugar that's kind of the vibe i get from it i kind of, it gives a little bit of that like when you like are toasting marshmallows for s'mores and you like take a bite into the marshmallow that's like super burnt, it's kind of like that initial yeah like burnt like flavor, but it's like still nice. It's, it's still- a little it's a little less um, astringent, a little less I mean a lot less bright than other Paraguayan herbs like a pajarito. I think pajarito is very pajarito is still bitter, but it's more bright and you know a little sour. A little floral. I say selecta is yeah. This one's bitter, <clears throat> um, smoky, very kind of in your face. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I have actually heard a lot of people, um, especially a lot of North Americans, don't like selecta. They I think it's a little maybe a little too, a little too pungent for them. I mean, I I, I can see why if they drank it hot. Yeah, because that would be just. I mean. I, I wouldn't I, drink this hot. But. I actually, Selecta is one of the few Paraguayan yerbas that I will actually enjoy hot. Really? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I would enjoy this every day of the week. Cold. This is. This it, is... it may have a, have a have, uh, it may have something to do with the fact that I know that like in Paraguay it is seen as one of the few jerubas that that can be drunk hot. Oh. Because um, if you actually like look at a lot of their branding, they actually do show like their stuff being used for mate as well as terere. Right. Whereas if you look at like Pajarito's <clears throat> branding, it's only terere. Like Pajarito makes a set. They they sell like a wampa, like a horn dingus that you use for drinking terere. They sell a Palo Santo cup that you use for terere. Um, they don't really sell their stuff. They don't sell like mate kits for their Jerba, where a Selecta does. And even on like certain, like the Selecta Premium, they actually show like a mate, a gourd on the package, showing, hey, you could drink this hot if you so wish. Um, and I feel like that's the, <laughs> the giving me permission to, to try it hot and enjoy it. Whereas Pajarito, it's pretty, pretty clear that it, it's supposed to be drunk hot. Kurupi, it's supposed to be, or excuse me, cold. Pajarito is supposed to be drunk cold, not hot. I that was a Freudian slip there. Um, Kurupi, again, with their branding, with the kind of accessories they sell, the fact that they call it the one true beverage of summer cold. Rule of thumb, if it's a Paraguayan yerba, it's supposed to be drunk cold. That is your Nine good. times out of ten, it's drunk, yeah. 9.5 times 9. Out, of, <laughs> yeah. out of ten. Um <laughs> Like I said, um, or um, Selecta is one of the few exceptions. I think it works well on both sides of the fence. Um, Campesino, the Campesino Anis, is actually for mate. It actually says para mate on the box. And the logo where normal boxes of Campesino show it holding a wampa, it is actually holding a mate on the box. Oh, because I mean, I can't imagine drinking Anis cold. I've had it hot plenty of times That's... and it tastes nice, but I don't even like... I don't even really like it hot to be honest. I, mean, I don't like licorice really mm. that much. I, I kind of do. I mean, like it's one thing where you know I throw a little bit of it in my mate and I get a little bit of the taste, but it's not like I'm gonna go out and buy a package of black licorice. So I went and want my little like you know, little right. something different in my mate. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah, so Campesino Anis, that is actually para mate. It actually says that on the box. Um, Selecta has, on certain certain packages, has pictures of mates and wampas on the box showing you that you can indeed safely drink this both ways without <clears throat> angering the gods. <laughs> um, <laughs> the mate gods. But we are drinking Selecta cold because I do enjoy it better cold. I think it works better cold because it's Paraguayan and... That's what they always say, right? Yep. Terere is cold and terere is Paraguayan. That is what they always say, uh, especially to Brazilians and, <laughs> and Argentines. That's why, and that's why Brazilians say terere now resolve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, overall, I would say the, the flavor profile is very smoky. Um, like a little burnt. I don't mean like burnt. Like there are. I, I've had some some mate that tastes like an ashtray, like in a bad way. Um, th- that's not what I get from this. I get like a very nice, smoky, burnt sugar toastiness to it. Yeah. More. It's definitely bitter. It's definitely. It's definitely a little. You know, a little harsh. I don't think Selecta is gonna be 
winning any favors, you know, in the in the peep in the crowd who likes a very soft, smooth Jerva. Um <laughs> for sure. But I don't know, I really like this stuff. It's it's not because it is so kind of in my face. I don't tend to drink it a lot. I don't tend to drink it not a lot. I don't know. It's it's not my go-to. It's not my go-to Jerva for Terere. Mhm. But I always have it around. Um, I even have a wonderful collectible uh, tin for <laughs> for storing the jerba. Mine has a uh, a panther or a jaguar. That's yeah, a jaguar. Jaguar, right? Panther yep. is a <laughs> yeah. As it even has right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jaguarate. But uh, I, it, what what uh, what made me say panther is that a uh... wait? Hold on. Wait, which is this actually? Is this a jaguar or is that, this a panther? That, that's a jaguar. Okay. Yep. The uh, the scientific name says Pantera, Pantera onca or onca, or some of like that. Um, and it th- th- that's actually the the Portuguese word for it, right? Onca is panther in, in Portuguese, um, whereas jaguar is jaguara. Oh. So. Okay. It's anyway. It's it's a big cat on my on my can. <laughs> it has um, like yeah. It's like in like the out in the. In the the Pantanal, yeah, the, the 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 plains, right? That's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. doesn't look like it's in the jungle. No, it's not in the jungle. Definitely in the plains of Paraguay. <clears throat> Very interesting. Yeah, and uh, so yeah. Anyway, so I'm I'm all. That's what I'm trying to say. So I've got a wonderful jaguar can. Um, you know, I I bought it because I like Selecta and I like to own the cans, um, of the jerbas that I really like. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, that's still still making me angry. If, if 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 panthers are the black one, the scientific name should not be panthera. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, um, hold on, I lost the today. There it is. Now we are drinking the Selecta normal regular version. Um, Selecta does, you know, they're a modern industrial jerba company. They do have many uh, different blends and flavors. They have a premium version. They have uh, blends with moringa and mint and burrito, and they have a lime and cedron version. They have a, they have. I think they have like a soft version, like a suave version. Uh, they they have they have a lot of brands or not brands varieties. Um, so if the tr- the traditional doesn't you know doesn't doesn't please you you can try you know maybe one of the other ones and maybe you would like that better um select a premium is pretty hard to find in the u.s nowadays um but that is it. but the rest of the varieties are pretty accessible um and something actually i learned today that i uh did not know as i was doing research on selecta um they actually do a lot more than just jerba um really they, they make like they do like soybeans and peanuts and like flour and stuff like that. <laughs> they do like all kinds of like grains as well. Huh. So they're they're. <laughs> I, I've actually doing research into a lot of these companies. I found that that's actually pretty common. Um, the company, you know, that it's an agriculture company. Agriculture company, you know. So. Oh, it's not do. purely jerba. Yeah, I think it did start out as a as a jerba company. Um, I think they started in 1950 pretty sure it was 1950 um and i do think they started out as a jerba company but you know they've, they've just kind of expanded you know 
we got to pay the bills, got to keep the lights on. And if, you know, yeah. growing other stuff is going to, you know, help them to produce, you know, a good quality Jerva, you know, eh, more power to them, I suppose. For um, sure. The interesting thing, though, is that, like it, it's, it, it is Selecta. That's the brand. So, like, that same, like, color scheme and packaging and logo and everything is on, like, a package of, like, beans. <laughs> I saw the packaging <laughs> online and that made me laugh. I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. Like, it'd be as if, you know, Coca-Cola got into the peanut business and they started selling you Coca-Cola brand peanuts or something like that, you know. <laughs> it was just kind yeah, of funny. weird. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, Selecta, you know, like we said, it's a modern company. They do, you know, just kind of the normal modern industrialized plantation style growth. Um I think even on their premium, it it's not kind of quote unquote wild growth. I think they do do everything from seedling, um, and then they plant outside, and they do wait. You know, they they I do. Th- I'm, I'm pretty sure they don't harvest from super young trees. You know, they do give them time. To, they wait the four years, five years before they harvest. But I do think that's how they do it. Is they they you know take the seedlings, they plant, they wait the four years, and then they basically just strip the tree and start over. I, I'm pretty sure that's how select the dozen i'm pretty sure that's actually how most kind of large-scale commercial growers do it i think at least that's what just reading about kind of the process um reading about like las marias um and reading about selecta that seems to be um what they do i mean they don't say yeah we strip all the leaves and then we kill the tree but they also say they're constantly growing new saplings so it only makes sense that that's what they're doing yeah, I guess so. As, a, as opposed to other companies where they're going out and, you know, they, they have, like, basically a forest that they harvest from, which a lot of Brazilian companies do that. Um, but it doesn't seem to be how they do it, especially in Argentina. And then in kind of the larger companies in Paraguay, I don't think that – I think that's what they do as well. They just kind of do saplings and then they plant. And then as soon as the trees mature to be harvested, they just kind of harvest the whole shebang, I think. I don't really know. I'm not super f- – I know – a lot more about the, the process for making Brazilian erva than I do the nitty gritty of everywhere else. Um, but just reading on the Selecta website and reading on the Las Marias website and just seeing pictures taken at Mate plantations, that's what it seems to be. Um, I think Pajarito is one of the companies that doesn't do it that way, but it seems that Selecta does kind of do that sort of quick recycling method of harvest which yeah you know if, if that's how they that's how they want to run their business that's cool you yeah know, it's, it's not my business Whatever. let them do what they want to do and if i approve i'll buy it and if i don't i won't buy it you know that's that's <laughs> how i that's how i see it it tastes good so hey i'll buy it yeah and you know uh, if they're doing bad things well you know meh. They, sh- they shouldn't do bad things, but whatever. Anyway, um, so yeah, I don't actually know exactly what happens to the trees, but that's what I think. That's what it seems to be. Anyway, <laughs> any other thoughts about Selecta and how it tastes? Um, nope. You're you're uh, yeah, like you said, like just toasted, bitter. Um, but uh, but I, I I will say toasted, but not like toasted. No, no, yeah, not no. like. Jerba para cocido or no, shamach. No, not 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 quite to that extent. But like just like a nice pleasant toasty flavor. Right. Um and yeah, I I recommend it. It's it's a 
really good sherba just just be aware that it is you know a little bit it's a little bit a little bit in your face a little bit harsher than than other paraguayans which i mean they're all they're all a little bit that way but select us a little bit more so but yeah definitely wouldn't stop you from buying it because it's it's good it's yeah. tasty it's tasty it's good it's a little <clears throat> bit more it's a little more bitter than other paraguayans but I think it's a good kind of way to expand your palate. I think it's I think drinking something that's kind of colder and bitter is a better way to kind of getting yourself used to hot, really bitter jerbas. Yeah. And sherbas and ervas. So I think Selecta is kind of a good gateway jerba into, you know, maybe discovering mate that's a little more bitter than you're used to or that you maybe think that you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, would recommend. Um, good stuff. Always do like a nice terere. Sí, señor. 